I see he chasing them around like uh, <laughs> like an Uber driver. Like an Uber driver. <laughs> What do you think of the, uh, the the lunch selection today, Leroy? Chinese was good. Yeah, I liked it, man. I like it. I like it. I like it. Listen, it got to the point where I was, I was feeling. I got up this morning, went to the gym. Yeah, nice. You know, and uh, yeah, I had to put this brace on my knee. Oh, really? Why? Yeah, bone on bone, man. Bone on bone. Yeah, oh, I gotta go you got get no ligaments and stuff. No. Oh. Bone on bone, you have no cartilage. Oh, well, you know, I, I think, don't know I think that. he needs his ligaments, doesn't he? Okay. I know a guy that played without ligaments, though. Oh, look at that. He, gets he played quarterback. Him. What's his name? That sounds painful. That does huh? sound painful. That no, you never had him. Like, once your ligaments detach, you you don't have stability in your leg, but it doesn't hurt. Yeah, that was reason number... Uh, <laughs> look, I don't have ligaments attached to my thumb. Okay. I was going to ah! say something. It doesn't hurt. It's still gross, too. Um, but still gross. I don't think it's appropriate. A okay. girl threatened one of my friends back in high school that she was going to eat his ligaments. His leg ligaments. His leg I thought I- ligaments. <laughs> somebody said that to somebody else? <laughs> I want to eat your ligaments. Was it, Wait, <laughs> like, okay. Was wait. this aggression or was he? Was she coming on to him? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Would, it was aggressive. I would feel... I would feel... I would feel a little scared. It, seems it was hilarious. Where, where's, I was getting our guests. Okay. Oh, excellent. Are they here? Yes, but the, the I told him that we'll knock this one out and then we'll do the next segment. Okay. okay. He's eating some pizza. Oh. Oh. Nice. <clears throat> Is he sharing? Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like your Chinese? No, he, li- he said he I liked did, it. I like pizza. <laughs> oh. No, you don't, though. You, I thought, you were, I thought <laughs> pizza's overrated to you. I didn't have any bread. I was, I oh, not as much as you like sauces, I'll though. go beat up another one of those egg rolls. <laughs> I, I, I close. You can go. Do you want to go get some egg rolls? No. Oh, get an egg roll. Kick, I've been kicking those egg rolls ass. Dominant. Note to self. But here's the problem. Hmm? What's missing? Soy sauce. Yes. How? Like, come on. What are we doing? I don't know, dude. You had 75 packets sweet of sour. sweet and sour yeah. sauce and no soy sauce? I think it was actually 76. Ah. You got jokes. <laughs> Here we go. We got jokes. <laughs> uh, we're streaming live on YouTube, 560WQAM, Twitch, Miami 560WQAM, and on the Odyssey app. Uh, let's get some headlines brought to you by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know truck. Tom Brady. Done. Bum. Oh, you went done. I went bum. Samesies. He was all Dude, sad at the I, end. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why are you? do you have bum. two of the greatest players in our era? Yeah. You hate him. Ah, hate's a strong word for, for LeBron. I don't hate LeBron. I don't like some of the stuff that he did. But that's okay. He's oh. a great player. I've never said he's not a great player. Never He's said 38 that. years old. He just had 48. And wait. Very impressive. Wait. 48 points. No turnovers. All right. 48 points would be impressive if he had 10 turnovers. He's old. You know? Good for him. What? See, you want to... Why am I petting towards greatness? Is that your question? No, no, no. Is that your question? I find it damn near insulting the sports that you can't sit back and enjoy this. Because, like, you're just going to see it again? I watched LeBron. You think you're just going to see it? No, Uh I I know LeBron's... I I think there's, there's arguments for LeBron being the greatest basketball player of all time. Okay. 
So I don't. I don't see what the problem and, is. And and your problem with him is he left after his contract was up. Uh, I I my problem with him was he went back to a snake rat fink under the guy. Here, he, what I, no, 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 no. Let me explain myself before you jump in. I don't like the fact that he knew he was going to leave. Okay, after coming to Miami, a loser, choke artist. And he said, Pat, please teach me your ways. Please teach me your ways. They do it. Finals every year. Okay. Two championships, which he didn't have in Cleveland. And then he snakes out of here with little secret secret meetings with Dan Gilbert in Miami. All right. To make the return happen. Okay. So he knew he was leaving. And then instead of just telling Pat, straight up, body, so that he can go do their business, he holds them hostage, okay? And then he makes Pat fly across the country and grovel. Doesn't even acknowledge the groveling, just doesn't even look. Now, for a guy who was the architect of your first two championships, and some may say your greatest seasons ever, you find that to be a uh, behavior, befit of a king? Because I don't. <sighs> Here's, I find it to be ratfink behavior. Here's what I would say. Of all the players, of all the demands that players have made, of all the making a stink that players have, have, have made to get out of town, mm-hmm. LeBron has never left or demanded a trade from a team. He's always left Some may say it's better to after give a, a contract. It's arguable that it's better to give a heads up. Again... He left every team as a free agent. So what? So what? You don't think that matters? No, I don't think it matters. So you would rather him sign and then make a stink two years later? I think it's actually better because you get something for him. They got something for him. What did they get? Because it ended up being a sign and trade. They didn't get, no, they didn't, no. You're wrong. Okay. Cleveland got something for him. The Heat did not. Okay. Incorrect. He's a free agent, though. Okay. But do you, do you, so you just you just say all the details that I just said. You just ignore it and say, eh, free agent, do what you want. I just think that's you. Do what you want. I think it's you. You're free agents, you can do what you want. Okay. But you don't think any of those other factors matter? You know what? In, in, in integrity, they don't matter? Sneaking? No. Sneaking around the Wait city? Wait a minute! Sneaking around you, the city with Dan, Gil- Dan Gilbert? You! Sneaking around. You just called yourself Chop Chop. You are talking about integrity. I'm just thinking. You, no, wait. It's just, it's you. just interesting. It's just interesting. None of that matters. You're a free agent. You can do what you want. With the with the with that snake owner, Dan Gilbert. He had his reasons for doing it. Yeah, we know. What and they guess were. what? He won a championship. Nobody likes me. Oh, I gotta go back to Cleveland and not my popularity. Would have had more championships if he would have stayed here. I ain't, I can't even disagree with that. Can't. And then oh. My my homecoming. You know what, guys? It's gonna. I'm gonna go to L.A. Just, now. I'm gonna just, go to L.A. You you just, just bogus. Like no. And then he sits there. You're making a stink. Do you realize? Twenty years from now, right? Mm-hmm. You're gonna look at young Tommy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's gonna be talking about his favorite player. You hey, you wasn't around with LeBron. You was just a little fella. My my son actually already knows LeBron because of Space Jam. Oh, there. He asked, he asked about LeBron because he knows LeBron played on the Heat. And he says, was he the best Heat player ever? I said, no. D-Wade was. The hell out of here. How about you stay for an actual era before you get to be the best player for the Heat? How about you stick through some hard times 
and not whine and look for the first door and go running. How about no smiling faces with hidden agendas? Greatest player I'd ever played for the Heat. Idiot. Didn't even deserve that MVP in 2010. D-Wade did. But it's a it's it's politics. It's a politics award. But he's a great player, dude. He's a great player. He's a great player. Dude. We, we, we need to get Pete, Peter Kahn in here because in about two seconds, he's going to have to officiate a match. What's wrong with you? By the way, we've got your tickets to see the Heat host the Pelicans uh, this Sunday. It's easy to enter. All I have to do is go to WQAM.com and register to win. But I, I I acknowledge the greatness. I do. You have so many caveats in acknowledging how great he is. No, I don't. It sucks. It, I don't. I just think that let's let's tell the whole story. Let's tell the whole the story. The whole story is that he's great. Hmm? You might not like some of his antics. You may not like how he leaves teams. The fact of the matter is he left as a free agent every year, mm-hmm. right? And he's won a championship at every stop. That's true. Which goes to my point. I've never said that he is not a great player. So I don't care about his personality. You don't? Um, he's a great player. I can separate that from whether he's nice to me or not. At least, you know, and the other thing is, like, at least LeBron's never cheated. I'll say that. You know, Tom Brady's a cheat. So, And here's the other thing. So the way that he treated D-Wade. Mm-hmm. Hated it. LeBron avoided that. Hey, they weren't going to do that, though. You, you say that. In fact. They did it to you. Your fact, best, the best player in your franchise. I don't disagree. The Heat should have always done right by D-Wade. Every, every, every other team in the NBA did right by their best player. On the fourth. Is that not correct? Every, play, every player in the Every he- team. No, that's not true. Every, name, the, name the best players of each team. For where? Are you talking now or in the history of sports? I'm talking about just. Like, Jimmy Butler's on the Heat. He, the Chicago Bulls didn't do right by him. Well, they didn't. No, 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 no. They didn't want him. I'm talking about if you accept that he is, he is the 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 best player in our franchise. Why would you want him? No, I'm not saying they. Why wouldn't you want Jimmy? Of course you want Jimmy. But what I'm saying is this: we're talking about Dirk. Mm -hmm. We're talking about Carl Malone, Kobe. Mm -hmm. We're talking about how Kobe wanted to be traded. Huh? But Kobe wanted to be traded. He didn't get traded, though. Yeah, but he wanted to be. He didn't get traded. And well, at why are you the, acting like he wait, didn't make a And at the end of his career? But why no, he, at the end of his career. like he didn't make a stick? At the end of his career, they gave him a $20 million contract. Mm-hmm. Thanks for coming. Okay. But I'm, I'm acknowledging the Heat were wrong. I okay. said they were wrong with that. Okay. LeBron was so the wrong what, 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 what if a player gets ahead of that and says, oh, and I see what they're doing? Oh, no. They weren't going to shortchange LeBron. You say that. You say they weren't going to do it to LeBron, but they did it to who you consider the greatest player player in franchise history. Which is wrong. So you can't tell me they wouldn't have did it to LeBron. They wouldn't have done it to LeBron. In fact, they wouldn't have done it to D-Wade if LeBron didn't leave. <laughs> That's true. So in, really, in reality, it's LeBron's Wait, fault. I want to kick your ass right now. It's true. No! But it's true. white! It would have never. Put what the what happened to D-Wade? Put, put, put what happened to D-Wade is LeBron's put, fault. Hey! What happened to LeBron's... What, Deadpool. Dude, Dude, it's true put your though. Stuff back. I'm right though. Put your back. But you're I'm saying not. you're saying to me <laughs> it's right now. You're saying to me. You, he's, you, no, you're saying to me right that now? if LeBron wouldn't have left, facts, that he would have paid D-Wade. Maxed out. No doubt. In fact, you guys see. Here's the thing that's here's the thing that's funny about Leroy. <laughs> you, Selective memory. What are you talking because about? Because he doesn't remember 
back in the summer where Wade left, LeBron showing up on D-Wade's Snapchat, and D-Wade was playing Rihanna's Bitch Better Have My Money, and LeBron's in the background dancing and on the thing. Look, they got into to, to Pat Riley's feelings. I'm not saying it's right. He still should have set it aside and paid D-Wade. But the reason that D-Wade didn't get paid was because of LeBron. It's his fault. He did his friend wrong. The Heat also did D-Wade wrong, but he misplayed his friend's hand. But great player. It, let me ask you a great question. player. Great player. Is it is it easier to do it this way? Is it easier to do what? Just to put it all on LeBron? I'm not putting it all on LeBron because I've said many times a segment the Heat were wrong. But you didn't follow it up by saying <laughs> if LeBron would have did what he did, the Heat would have taken care of D Wade. True, true. I mean, I just dude, you have no proof of this. <laughs> this is just <laughs> random thoughts. You know. you know, you have no. You no, know though. No, I don't know. I do know. You don't know. I know. Oh, <laughs> you can't. I'm not even looking. I will. Why? Not, because nope. Look the other way. You're the one who brought this up. You're the one who brought this up. You said that I don't enjoy LeBron's greatness. You don't. I do. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because here's how you come in. LeBron scores 48. Right. Mm-hmm. I say, hey. Toes, did you see LeBron? Oh, that a show pony. Yeah, I saw him. Did he say that? No, 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 no. But the last time when the Heat played him this season, I mean, dude, that was show pony behavior. I don't deserve to be in games like this. I started my DNA. Well, who do who traded for Russ, dude? You had Kuzma, you had Caruso, and what did you say? Give me Russell Westbrook. I want another big three, and he's lashing out. That's what he always does. Great player. Great player. Show pony. Is this normal? Is this healthy, J Fig? I think we need to shrink. I think I can't that continue we should to have come to work. A therapist I mean, it, huh? here talking to you both. Couples therapy would be Wait, nice. You think if we do like uh, you know, go to and do the escape room mm-hmm. as yes. a sign of trust? Yes, it's like I could just going wait, to the escape room. Who do you think is going to scream like, like that ball. commercial? What do you mean? If we go to a scary one, <gasps> I want to go to a scary one. <laughs> the one, the, you know, see the, the dad get the, you, the dad get the spider. I tell, you, goes, I tell you who you wouldn't want to go to a escape room with LeBron because as soon as the escape room got hot, he'd want out. Rats off the ship. <laughs> Wait a minute. We're still collecting all your feathers and and fur out of the water from when you jumped off the boat with uh, Jacksonville. What are you talking about? I didn't jump off the boat. They pushed me off the boat. Say feathers? Yeah. I was thinking bird and then rat. Yeah. He's got me flustered right now. It's a triggering word. By the way, this uh, this is why I married this woman, you know? Look at that. Are you texting? Is that a picture? LeBron, what's the first thing she puts? Rad Fink, I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she was calling you a Rad Fink. That's nah. cute. She was definitely calling you that. <laughs> she doesn't even watch sports. See, you... Doesn't matter. That's not right. Why? Everybody he may be strange. the greatest basketball player ever. He may be. No disagreement here. And you got four years mm-hmm. of watching the greatest player, one of the greatest players to play the game. Yep. In his best seasons. Right. Yep. And nothing. Well, I appreciate those seasons. 
No, you don't. And I appreciate his career. No, you don't. But I'm going to tell the whole story. You are something. Not everybody here can be, you know, cheerleaders. You got to be, you got to be journalists. You know, we got to tell the whole truth, the whole story. You, you know who had to chime in, right? Hmm. Solana. What do you say? No, no. Smiling faces with hidden agendas. Yep. He says, "Uh, guy is a bum." Tobin, hundred percent right. Ah! Bum. That's because they're on the porpoise pod together. Solana started the LeBron is tired chant. Boom. Remember when he would refuse to play in Miami for like two years? What is that? The only fans that liked you and everybody hated you and you needed to go to Cleveland to go get approval. When your jersey was on fire. Yep. They set your jersey on fire. They peed on urinal cakes with your face on them and you went back to them. For what? For shoes? For shame. <laughs> I'm not responding to this nonsense. Back after this. Tobin and Leroy. Classic. Alright, welcome back everybody. It's Tobin and Leroy here with you on 560 WQAM. Yeah, boy! <laughs> Uh, Taking you up until 2 o'clock, streaming live on YouTube on 560 WQAM, Miami 560 WQAM on Twitch, and of course on the Odyssey app. That is where you guys can find us. Very excited to have our next guest in studio, friend of the show, Peter Kahn. He is uh, a good friend. We've had him on many, yeah, many times. Been a minute. Been a minute. Been a minute. Haven't had you on in a, in a while, Peter, so uh, it's good to have you back, man. Always good to be back here. I love coming on with you guys. You guys are like knowledgeable boxing guys so I like, fake it he, he's no, no, he no, knows no. more to me he, no you got a lot better <laughs> it, it used to be all emotional with him but now it's like no you, you know you know what you're talking about but no you guys are like you know Brendan covers the sport yeah. and, and, and you you know you know what you're talking about you just make believe you don't know <laughs> well first of all we want to give you uh, congratulations before we get to your uh, your guests here in studio who have also spoken to uh, many times uh, one of Hylia's own Aaron Aponte the alien Hylia Gardens he is uh, he is <laughs> joining us here as well but uh, Pete congratulations man you were named Named, uh, the Boxing Manager of the Year by the Boxing Writers Association. Uh, that You've been nominated a few times, but that had to be uh, absolutely cool that you finally uh, broke through and got it this year. What does that mean? Man, it means a lot because it's the writers that vote on it. And, and honestly, like other years when I'm nominated, like I know the other guys, right? Like the other mm-hmm. top managers, they're my friends. Um, we talk almost every day. Uh, people would think that we'd be adversarial, but it's like, I guess, maybe like NFL agents. I mean, you have who you have. Right, so right. that doesn't uh, that doesn't mean that you can't talk, and you know we kind of have to toe the line as managers and keep the promoters in check. So um, there have been years where I'm like, oh man, this guy deserves it. He had a great year, or this guy deserves it. Mm-hmm. But 2022, I'm not gonna lie. That was that, if it didn't happen last year, right. I don't know what I would need to do <laughs> between you know George Cambosis with the record payday, two paydays against Devin Haney. Yep. Um, Xander became at 19 the NABO and NABF champion. Aaron, uh, he keeps moving forward, fought on the Canelo Triple G card against undefeated uh, one of Canelo's guys. Unbelievable fight. We'll get to that. Franchone Cruz Desern, uh, first female at 168 to be undisputed. All the belts beat Ellen Sederus on April 30th and the ring ma- first Ring Magazine champion at that weight class. Um, Chris Van Heerden fought Connor Ben. Emmanuel Tegel fought Ryan Garcia. 
I mean, seriously, if, if it wasn't last year, I don't. Yeah, a lot I, of deals, I just, dude. Right. I, I give up. But but because the writers vote, even the ones that don't like me voted for me. Right. Because wow. you know. Does that happen? You have writers that don't like you. You have you have you have a petty list too. <laughs> you don't have to name names. I'm just curious. There's some. There's some envy. You're stepping into his well, realm he, of listen, life. He knows. He knows a lot of these guys, right. and you know they they can be petty. They all want to break news. Yeah, and it's like it's a it's a hard thing to try to balance and juggle who you give this to and. Of course, none of us ever give anything out. You right, know? right, right. I mean, nothing ever leaks. Nah, nothing leaks, dude. <laughs> but it's like a You're fine a line who you right. who you kind of dish it off to, and then they know it. They was hold you. it and right. They hold it again. So you how, kinda, you. How, like, how have you thought the landscape uh, has kind of gone? Because you know, you were there on like you know, you've seen. I mean, everything from you know, Triller trying to get into the game over the last couple of years to the zones like. Two versions of like we're gonna break pay per view now we're back in pay per view and all that stuff like how is everything still like with all the the changes that people feel like are gonna happen with boxing does most of it kind of still stay the same as far as like the way the business is going or are there a lot of different avenues to go through I mean there's more platforms so I love the fact that the Zone invested a lot of money into boxing because that's just great for fighters and something Leroy was talking about off off air before we came on was the frustration about. Fighters not being able to fight and, mm-hmm. and the, the fights that we want to see yeah. being made, but you need we need platforms, right? But then the model changed, you know, a couple of decades ago, and when one promoter has this network and another promoter has this network, right, right, it makes it difficult because only one promoter could get that revenue. There have been few times when both promoters, in a case like you know where there's going to be a massive fight. They understand that they can share that pay per view, right, like uh, Fury Wilder. Yeah, they know there's room to work together. All of a sudden, you know, Al Heyman and Top Rank can work together, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And it's not right. a problem because it's so much. It's so, so much, much money. Like you, you, you don't want to be the reason why people don't get Listen, their money. Felix Trinidad, Oscar De La Hoya, Don King, and Bob Arum became friends again, <laughs> right? Right, and right. that was twenty something years ago. So they right. were, it, you know, when it works, they find a way to make it work. But at the end of the day, it's about money. And everybody wants. There's only a couple of revenue streams. Right. It's, you know, it's broadcast rights, whether that's going to be a, a rights fee or pay per view, and gate revenue. Sponsorship's right. fairly small. So, other than those two, you know, those two, uh, uh, you know, um, avenues for revenue. Like, what is there? Right. right? So the promoters kind of try to hang on to that. And when you make promises, when you have to pay a Canelo thirty million dollars, win, lose, or draw. Mm-hmm. Well, someone's got to get that money, right? right? Like right. someone's got to be in control of how they're getting that money. So, for you know, if the zone wanted a shift, right? Say they use that as a loss leader, mm-hmm. right, to get subscriptions. Mm-hmm. But then they realize, well, maybe we're going to need to turn this into a pay per view. Right. Okay, so be it. I mean, right. they got to make money. I'd rather they keep the platform going, keep boxing right. moving along, then fold up and just yeah, yeah, exactly. Otherwise, they could just be like, you know what? This was a great experiment. Look, HBO. Made a decision. It's probably been four years now. Yep. And people were shocked when they decided to get out of boxing, but it's really just numbers. And for them, they're like, can we, do we want to keep spending $100 million on rights fees on boxing per year? That right. doesn't bring us right. the subscriptions that we want. Or do we want to throw it into Game of Thrones? Do we want to throw it into all this original programming, which gets, gets us the subscriptions? Right. It was a no brainer for them. It's pretty amazing that. When you think about boxing and and the fight game in general, it's the only sport 
that doesn't make their money off of advertising. Right. Everything else is advertisement driven or, you know, you got with football, you got all the different um, television companies fighting for the rights. Right. And boxing is not really like that. It's you're going to pay the fighter to have this fight and then you're going to try to sell the fight to make up that money. There is no Nike coming in. There is no, like, yeah. So yeah, it's, 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 it's like I said, two revenue streams. And a lot of the promoters will take a site fee from the venue and just basically really? say, give me a million dollars, keep all the tickets, sell your tickets. Right. Because the venues in Las Vegas, well, they use those because they know that they're going to get people into the to the casino. Right. Right. So they know the drop on the night of fights is going to make up for whatever they pay for the site fee. Right. Then the promoter doesn't have to sell tickets. Then they just Correct. focus on selling that right. pay-per-view. Right. So uh, Aaron, Aaron Aponte is joining us here as well with Peter. The Alien King. The Alien King. One of, uh, Six wins, no losses, and a draw. One of Peter's jump. Man, I remember when you with were- With Matchroom. <laughs> I remember when you were, uh, you, were, you were training for the Olympics before like COVID happened and you decided- to go pro, we saw. We saw. I don't know if it was one of your first or second fights. We saw you on the Canelo card. That when he was down here, yeah. Jay Balvin take him out. <laughs> yeah, and we yeah. were like, you were so early on in the card, and you like you hear this rock is ah because you had the whole the whole town here to see you at, at Hard Rock Stadium, man. But uh, monster fight for you last time around proved a lot to a lot of people. Uh, how do you feel uh, things are going? You know, th- this many fights in, getting ready for a fight on February fourth at MSG. The decision at only twenty one years old, being where you're at right now. Are you, you know, are you feeling good about the path you're on right now? And how excited are you to be back in the ring coming up in a couple of weeks? I'm excited that everybody's been, everybody's been, you know, pushing me and preparing me for for the challenges I've been taking. And I haven't been afraid of taking any challenges yet. You know, last fight I had an undefeated fighter. It ended in a draw, not what we wanted, but you know, we keep going and we get better from these situations. And I feel like. The people around me are putting me in situations where are making me better. So many guys, though, like, you know, listen, man, you'll get in there, and guys at your age, they're not tested. And you're you're getting tested early on. Like, you're you're in dog fights, coming up from knockdowns, to, to even out a, a, a draw against, you know, a highly touted prospect and that. Like, don't you feel like that's going to make you better in the end early on? Like, you're already in these dog fights so early into your career? Yeah, of course. These are the the... The fights that are going to start, I'm, I feel like I'm already building a legacy of the f- kind of fighter I am. You know, uh, a fighter with heart, you know, never give up. Last fight showed that I'm I'm not a quitter. I, I'm going to fight all the way through. And, you know, it's only it's only up from here. For people uh, who don't know about your story, Aaron, you, you have your gym with your family over in, in Hialeah, and you guys, you know, train a bunch of guys. Hialeah, Hialeah Gardens. Gardens. <laughs> there's also Aaron. There's also Aaron Aponte Day in Hialeah Gardens. Um, like, can you tell a little, KO Fitness? Tell a little bit about the uh, you know the journey that you you've taken to get here, being trained down here in South Florida. Um, the journey started when I was nine. I started with uh, a Cuban a Cuban trainer that I originally I really got into boxing just because. You know, I wanted to hit the ball harder for baseball. I was a baseball player, and I got into that, and, you know, I fell in love with the sport. I was doing baseball and boxing until from 9 to 13. Then at 13, I decided I was going to be a boxer, and we continued from there. Are you still designing your own trunks? Because Alien King, one of the coolest nicknames already, and you have like the logo. It is an alien with a crown on it, Leroy. Are you still doing it? Like you, you told me, I think early on that you designed the uh, your your own deals uh, for for what you come to the ring with. Yeah, of course. We always design everything that that we go in with. 
you know, I always have a say. I always, I always tell the person, I want it this color. I want it to look like this. And then I usually get the shoes. I'll design them around the shoes. And it's, it's, a, it's a process. When you, uh, when you have uh, these monster platforms that you're coming up on, what is it that you want to do every time as far as just you know, making a statement? Because you know so many fighters on the card, they're there for you know, more established names who are further down in their careers. Like, how, do you, how do you like to stand out on, on, on cards like this? First of all, I feel like my personality really shows when I'm fighting and when I'm you know, just being myself. Being myself, I feel like everybody notices me. You get me? And also when I'm fighting, I want to be exciting. I want to be, I want to make a fight happen. And I feel like last fight, that's, that's what really happened. There was a, a big fight that went, that started going out. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm an exciting fighter. And I feel like I showed that. Well, let me say this about the last fight, right? Because Aaron stepped up. And like you were alluding to, you don't fight another undefeated fighter that's like not, it doesn't, guys go out of their way to avoid that in this day and age. Right, because yep. you don't want to put it all on the line they so soon on, in exactly. your career. But, right. but how, do you, how do you know who you are? And, and I, I've been tested. doing this 29 years, right? Mm -hmm. Newly inducted into the Florida Boxing Hall of Fame too. Okay, just saying. <laughs> I 20, was going to get to that. 29 years, <laughs> okay? And the hardest thing that we face as managers and the hardest thing that promoters face is guys don't want to fight High, you know, high level competition because they've been conditioned to think that a loss is a death sentence. Right. Right. Because television promoters always want to be, you know, my guy's undefeated. Undefeated. Right. Right. That's not how it was 30, 40 years ago in boxing. Nope. And there's nothing wrong with having a blemish on your record. There's nothing wrong with a loss or a draw as long as it's. You look good. Right. Right. Aaron was. Aaron learned. He walked out of there with a draw, but he learned. And I was sitting there just inches from the ring, sitting next to Eddie Hearn, uh, you know, matchroom boxing, yep. and Kevin Rooney, the matchmaker. And these guys were just, they, they were rooting. You know, usually it's like, you know, there's like no cheering in the press box, right? Yeah. Usually there's not a lot of rooting at, like inside the, the corral at ringside. Yeah. Man, Aaron showed them something that after the fight, and Aaron will tell you, Aaron's very humble, right? So he's not going to say these things but Eddie came in the back after and said you know I'm not releasing you I, I want you back immediately right. and he's like you could have just stayed in the middle of the ring box this guy's ears off like you did for the first three rounds and you would have coasted to an eight round decision maybe even stop him took a chance but, but Aaron showed that he has that dog in him mm -hmm. Aaron was knocked down he showed he had heart he got up there were for a couple of moments I don't think Aaron knew where he was but he recovered and he came back out, and it was you can't get any more than a draw than a split draw. One judge had it for the other guy, one judge had it for Aaron, one judge had it even. Right. So I mean, very close fight, very close fight. But it was a great learning experience, and this was one of Canelo's prospects. Yeah. And we agreed that both guys will go out, and you know, the first thing Aaron said after the fight is like, "I want to fight him again." And get it back. same thing the other guy said, right? Right. And so we're looking at doing that maybe after two, three more fights once there's something kind of bigger on the line. Absolutely. Have them come back and yeah. do it again. We'll take a quick break. We'll continue on with you guys in a little bit. Back with more on 56WQM right after this. All right, welcome back, everybody. Tobin and Leroy here with you on 560 WQAM. If you missed any of today's show, get the Tobin and Leroy podcast. Available for you on all podcast platforms. Stream it live on YouTube right now. 560 WQAM is our channel. Go subscribe there. 
talking some boxing this hour. Peter Kahn joining us alongside the alien king, Aaron Aponte. Yeah, COVID kept us apart, Peter. Yeah. COVID kept us apart. It's, uh, well, it's good to have you back in here. Man. Let me ask you a couple of things before we get back into it. Uh, some things going on in the sport right now. Uh, big news this week in the UFC is Francis Ngannou uh, did not re-sign with the UFC. He's a free agent. A lot of people are logically saying he's going to go over to boxing. And I'm wondering, as a guy who's in the, the nitty-gritty of the business, how much do you think a guy like Francis Ngannou, how much thirst is there for that in the sport, whether he were to fight Tyson Fury or whether he were to fight Deontay Wilder? How much do you think the UFC heavyweight champion coming over to the sport of boxing, how much interest would there be from other promoters in that, and how much money do you think he could make on the, on the good end of it? I mean, from the novelty perspective, right out of the gate, I think it would interest people, but me personally, uh, and like real boxing purists, and I mean, I think you'd have to see him fight a couple of fights and see what he right. looks like. It's a different ballgame. I mean, it's a whole different type of fighting. I mean... You know, there's no takedowns, there's no uh, jiu-jitsu, there's no kicking. Yeah. I mean, you're boxing. He's he's a guy, though, that uses just striker anyway. He's right? like the best power. So that, he's the Deontay Wilder of the UFC. Right. But I, my thinking, like, here's the thing that I would say with him, is that he looks like a monster in the UFC because he's 6'4". And I think like people would be shocked if they saw him against Tyson Fury, how much smaller he would look because Tyson Fury looks right, like a freak. Six foot eight, six Yeah, nine. he's a giant. Right. Wilder would interest me a little bit more. I feel like while I saw Wilder would still beat him, it's a different sport. At least it's like the best power puncher in boxing versus the best power puncher in UFC. And like you said, novelty, I was like I would be wondering like what would that do? Could that do a ton of I, I don't know how his power is gonna translate with ten ounce gloves. Uh, I don't know how you know. I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's just a different environment. You're, you're talking 10 three-minute rounds or 12 three-minute rounds um, of just purely throwing punches. Right. There is no time time off. There's, you know, I, I don't know. I think that You can't lean on somebody on the floor and take a breather. Right. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, look, maybe the power could get them by, but you, you still have to have boxing skills. skills right yeah but other than skill set like just from the money aspect do you feel like somebody would invest in something like could could they could promoters be con- convinced to invest that just thinking that the public would want to buy it like like connor versus floyd i'm sure we're gonna find out soon yeah right I, i'm sure they're not sitting around doing nothing right but i mean it's something that really i think about to right. be honest with you um and then one other thing that's kind of uh got everybody's interest right now in the sport uh gervonta davis and ryan garcia they said they're gonna fight in april do you feel like that fight is going to happen? Things are always uh, flaring up with, uh, with with boxing. Do you feel like that's a fight that does happen? And if so, uh, how much interest do you think that's going to garner? I hope so, because Ryan's dad, Henry, called me last night like at 9 p.m. and his manager, Lupe, and they asked me if I could help him find uh, a place down here because cool. they're going to do camp down here. Really? Yeah. Cool. Wow. So cool. They're, they're going to do camp in Miami. You know, one of the things, uh, I was curious about this because we were talking about MMA versus boxing. The one biggest difference that I've seen between the two is footwork. Mm-hmm. Like boxers have so much better footwork that they they can move with their legs and their lower body, whereas an MMA guy would just sit there and try to brawl and move his head. I'll let Aaron talk about footwork because this guy had over a hundred amateur fights, and <laughs> you know he's the professional. Well, I want to ask you about that, Aaron, because the idea like Ryan's coming down here. Did this something happen with COVID? Because like, listen. I feel like the talent over here, like yourself and everybody, has been overlooked for a very, very long time. People always talk Cali and Texas and New York and Philly. South Florida, like all of a sudden, we're seeing something over the last three, four years where people are noticing 
damn, the talent down here is very good. And you're seeing, you know, big time guys that want to come down here and train. Have you noticed a shift here over the last few years in that too? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, you have fighters like Javante Davis coming down also, you know, so Ryan Garcia and Javante Davis will be in Miami. You know, I, I think Javante Davis trained in like Palm, no, Coral not Springs. Coral Springs. Right. It's Coral Springs miles, area. Yeah, he's right next to his house. And, you know, we have a lot of great fighters here. There's a lot of good talent, and everybody wants to get go where the best work is. So right now, the, the best work is in South Florida, and that's why everybody's coming down. Could you speak to the idea of just what people don't see as far as, like, you guys, the sparring that you guys have as young kids coming up and, and just tooling yourself to get ready for, like, these moments that are going to be on big stages and things like that, but just the, the same guys that you're in the ring with before we see them on ESPN, before we see you on zone coming up on February 4th, any of that stuff. I mean, Aaron sparred with Javante. Was it after your second fight? Yeah. After my second fight, I, I sparred with Javante Davis. And I've also sparred with another one called uh, Michel Rivera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just looks like Muhammad Ali. Yeah, it looks like Muhammad Ali. Yeah. And uh, I've had great sparring with lots of, of top talent. Top the people who you see on TV, the, those I sparred those people, most of them, and you know it's just great opportunities that South Florida just keeps providing. Did you have a bunch of guys from the Heat coming to your gym for a while? Like, wasn't that a thing? Yeah, we had we had a couple of Heat players in our in our in our in our gym. Wasn't had, Duncan Robinson throwing hands in yeah, there? Yeah, we had Duncan Robinson. What? Why are you looking at me like that? Dunks can't get in some rounds. <laughs> I would love to see you two go at it. Like headgear, I, ten ounce gloves. Listen, I would love listen. that. Live on here. I've been Live waiting to kick his ass for five years. <laughs> what? <laughs> we'll do don't three three rounds. Don't give him ideas. You're doing the promoting thing. Don't 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 don't. Three hey, rounds. I even I'll, I'll even wear my big shoulder pads. Wow. Oh my. <laughs> so uh, so Dunk's got hands. What's the deal? Like, who, who's got the? Uh, who, See, he shifts right back. Yeah. <laughs> He's avoiding the fight. He's yeah. avoiding the fight. He doesn't yep. want it. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, all the basketball players we was teaching them how to fight. They, they was a little slow. They was trying to. <laughs> what was it called? They said they said the conditioning was getting them right. Athletes are fascinated by fighters, though, right? Like that's a thing where like they just love. I don't know if it's the grind you guys go through, but a lot of professional athletes just seem to glam onto that. All the the work that you do, they they really gravitate <clears throat> towards the fight world. Yeah, everybody loves the fight world. It's just so exciting, you know. Boxing's the only, well, fighting is the only only thing where you could be like, "Oh, I beat you up, and that's it." Like, <laughs> like, 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 like if you're playing if you're playing basketball, oh, you beat me in basketball, but you can't beat me. You can't say that. You can't say in boxing. Oh, I beat you in boxing, but I could beat you in basketball. Nobody cares that you could beat me in basketball. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, you guys got to catch Aaron. He's coming up February 4th on DAZN. He is going to be on the Amanda Serrano card on. So check him on out. Before we get you guys out of here, because we are running out of time, Peter, you uh, recently announced that you are going into the Florida Boxing Hall of Fame. Same class as Roy Jones Jr. and Pensacola's own. Yeah. What does that mean to you, man? It means a lot. I started my journey in boxing down here 29 years ago, you know, worked with Don King. And I mean, I was 20. However, I was 22 years old, right? So I'm going to be 51. I mean, I've been at it a long time, and and and, and going, going. Um, You're a baby on this journey. I'll, I'll say this, so you know, you always hear about, and, and and this I was thinking about this because I had my family come with me for the announcement. The induction is going to be June 30th in Tampa, and it's like my family was with me, right? And I'm looking at them, 
and I realized, you know, in boxing, you got a lot of dads, right? It's always boxing dads, right? And you always hear they're always train. So many trainers that train dads and teachers and mentors, and I had the same thing. I was looking at my dad, Richie Kahn, sitting there, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, Richie Kahn Jr., you know? Right. And I realized that although it's not the same, it's like my, my method of operation and my mindset is the same thing. So I, I, I attribute a lot of that success to him and the way that he's guided me. And it meant a lot for me. Yeah, the International Box of Hall, and Fa- Hall of Fame is like, that's where you want to be maybe in 10 more years, and, and I'll get there. But Florida is definitely a big deal for me. Right. That's really cool, man. Well, boys, we th- appreciate you guys stopping in and uh, talking some fight with us. We appreciate it. Again, catch Aaron Aponte. High League Gardens own the Alien King. He is coming on up. Go follow him on Instagram, too. Aaron Alien King. Go check him on out, guys. Go support our own down here as we got a lot of great fight talent. Peter manages a lot of it down here. Two South Florida guys who are doing good work down here. Uh, you guys know that I, I love the fight game down here. It means a lot to me. So it's great to see you guys doing big things. And we're looking forward to seeing you coming up on February 4th, Aaron, man. Just uh, best of luck. Have a good, healthy camp the rest of the way. Yep. And uh, we want to see you. What are we going to see, man? What, what's, what's coming up on this in a, in a couple of weeks? In a couple of weeks? How, uh, what are we going to see in this ring? What's happening? What are we going to see in this ring? Yeah, what are we going to see? We're going to see a knockout. Yes. We're going to see a knockout. <laughs> He's going to sleep. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, boys. Thank you so much. Thanks for everybody for tuning in today. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. We don't have to fight, dude. You don't have to make that. Like, that doesn't have to be a thing. Yes, you do. I don't like how you're. I don't oh, like how you excited. I don't like how intrigued yes, you, you got. Yes, you do. You, 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 you are. You have been a troublemaker lately. All right, Your Honor. Come on, we'll, we'll put the the, the headgear on. Listen, yeah. my, my money's on Brendan. I'm just trying to get you hyped up. <laughs> your money's on him. Now you're, oh, I'm, re- now you're really. You go to, you go to KO Fitness. See what he'll come. Doing. He'll come to us over at Sweatbox. Really? See, I see what's happening here. He's that. That's. A, I'm luring you that's in, a businessman. All I gotta, all I gotta do to beat him is wave a piece of cheesecake at him before the fight starts. <laughs> Tobin's heavy-handed. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.